welcome to the Infinite Creative Podcast. Um, this is episode number five. My name is Fitz, and this is... I'm Sean. Yeah, well, so welcome back. Thanks for checking our podcast out, and yeah... Hit the like button, subscribe if this is on YouTube, or just rate our podcast five stars because we already did five of them and we kind of want to improve stuff. But yeah, um, what is this podcast about, Sean, in general? Uh, creativity. Creativity and creativity. Um, just about all of the different things out there to do with creating stuff, making things, being a creative person in the modern world, and all the stuff that revolves around that. Yeah, and how to not make a living as a creative, <laughs> because That's... the struggle is real. <laughs> and struggle. I forgot that struggle as well, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're creative, you're an artist, and everybody's struggling with money, so sometimes you talk about, like, um, yeah, the freelance world a little bit to improve our skills, because, like, Sean is the master of freelance in my eyes, because he's, like, doing it since, like, I, I, how many years? 10, 15, 20, 30? Tell me. <laughs> How old are like you, 30. Sean? <laughs> <laughs> I am timeless. I, I, I've been around since the beginning. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, three years, four years of full-time freelance, so I can't, I can't act like I've been freelance forever. But yeah, yeah, three or four years of freelance now. Yeah, I mean, it's the internet. You could do whatever you want to. You could say, like, you're doing it for 50 years. <laughs> but yeah, people <laughs> would figure it out. You can't lie on the internet without it getting, like, um, figured out. So that's one of the things what I really like about it. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, and how long have you been freelancing now? I mean, is it, what, two years <sighs> now? Three years? Free? Yeah, Three, four-ish max. Like, if I consider my first geek getting, like, $70, $50, you know? Yeah. <laughs> now, did, now, have you ever been a full-time freelancer? Did you ever break into full-time? Yeah, I tried while COVID with you, you know, when we did, like, mm -hmm. our Renaissance Fair together. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. the restaurant is going down under right before COVID, not because of COVID. They embezzled mm -hmm. money. And I'm just like, oh, I got a couple of clients. I had that fitness trainer, you know, like shooting him at the gym and doing stuff like that. And I'm like, then I had a couple other opportunities. And I'm like, yeah, I should make the jump. Man, what a timing. What a time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And just, just to be clear for everyone out there, um, the embezzled funds was not the Renaissance Fair he's talking about. That was some other <laughs> some other uh, job business that he was part of. <laughs> Got to be clear about who we're uh, saying is embezzling money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was working at a restaurant, you know, and the new general manager was embezzling money and the restaurant went down under before covid and I, I just got through luck. A really cool um, gig where I'm like, oh, everything is lining up. I should do this freelance work. And that was around the time we met. And we we're just like having our coffee hangouts. And that actually mm -hmm. brings us to topic number one, system and processes. So it's kind of like a story time. Mm -hmm. I think I already mentioned it a couple times because I don't have that many freelance and gig um, experiences as Sean. But in general, yeah, we had a gig together because I was like, Sean, I, I want to do this jump now because like I got uh, money coming in and I feel like I could make it if I give it my all, you know, and it's that moment where you're like, oh, you you're jumping and you're just like, you mm -hmm. don't know what's going to happen. For me, it was a little bit unfortunate. It was like around February and COVID was to hit on the end of February. And I'm just like, let's go all, uh, all out mm -hmm. there. Um, and have a photo booth at a renaissance fair in tampa what was really cool kind of sort of and mm -hmm. i just came up with a random idea like let's 
I, I get a booth for free and I can set everything up and I can charge money. I don't know for what though. And I came up with an idea. And yeah, Sean, how was your experience there? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was really cool to see how excited you got. I mean, um, you know, I, I think you're about to talk about, you know, how your process should have been better. But I do want to pause and say there was optimism and that was cool. That you, uh, a lot of people would have gotten the call like, hey, you could have a booth at this Ren Fair tomorrow, figure something out. And they would have gotten yeah. scared and they never would have tried it. So you did have that cool optimism that was like, let's do it. Well, I'll figure it out as I go. Yeah, and I had also like a percentage how likely it was to fail, you know. And I think if you had like three days or something and I'm just like, yeah, I think mm -hmm. I'm like at 15%. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And if we're being clear, you kind of knew that you were running into the fire. I remember having those conversations with you yeah. where you're like, I don't know, man, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but, but but I'm like, if if the next step gets approved or I figure this one out, the percentage rises. And like one day mm -hmm. beforehand, I'm like, I think we're at 80 to 90. Would you like to do the Renaissance Fair with me? Obviously not paid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think it was a fun experience. I mean, it was it was good oh. to watch you kind of learn through that too. Of uh, yeah, yeah, like what what are we doing? We're going to do a photo booth, okay? What type of photo booth? I don't know. We'll just take pictures of people and and yeah. I think it was a good idea. But yeah, we definitely had one day to get ready for it. I remember yeah. driving over there. You know, I think everyone's done this. But, you know, driving over there, setting up a square in the back seat of the car, just like trying to figure it out while we're. You know, 10 minutes late to get there, trying to set up everything, <laughs> looking and at I'm, all of the other people that have done this all year. This is their career. So, yeah, it was yeah. fun. <laughs> Obviously, I was, like, not really prepared, did not really get a good briefing, didn't teach my employees what to do. Um, and you and Rachel, you have, like, a very similar personality type where you're, like, a little bit introverted. You're very... Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm getting excited when I talk to people and I'm like getting energy and I'm just like, okay, hear me at a Renaissance Fair. This will mm -hmm. be a banger. And you guys on the booth like, hmm, what we're we doing here? <laughs> well, it was funny because, you know, Ren Fair, you know, you people have all this time to get their costumes ready and stuff. But, you know, we, we didn't have any time really. So, I mean, I, I was just wearing a beanie and a t-shirt that day. So, <laughs> so it wasn't like, um, so we didn't even really match the, the crowd. But, you know, I think even still then it was, um, you still got some customers, some clients. So I think, yeah, uh, is a, and is a, a bunch of emails. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, so the, the one thing that I want to go into, like is system and processes and like the, the idea was um, to go to the Renaissance Fair, have a photo booth, take photos, print them out on demand, on the spot with a quick like um, preset, edited, you know, like really simple and easy. So the, the photo looks a little bit cooler, like four or three years, four years ago. I don't know. Time is flying by. But back in the day, like the whole photo thing was not as big, you know. So I thought like there would be a possibility that people want to have their cool costume printed out as a take home photo. And that was the idea. Obviously, no real system. And we just run into the problem that, that like people showed up and on the booth. So what happened, Sean? Um, I mean, I mean, we had a few different issues, right? I mean, the printer yeah. had a hard time connecting. I, I think I remember at first, I think we had a hard time getting a good photo out of it. So by the time we finally got a good photo to be printed for that first person, we just gave it to them because they stood around and waited for about 20 minutes while we figured that out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we didn't really have a backdrop, so, you know, we had to just, like, try to find the most wooded area we could and have people 
stand there, but then the lighting was all weird, I remember, so we were struggling with the lighting, and so it was, it was a struggle kind of all around, right? Like, we couldn't get the photos to print at first, we couldn't get the photos to really look great at first, but <laughs> but we figured it out, though. I mean, I, I we took some good photos, I think, and... Um, yeah. You know, we were kind of, we were, you know, the placement was kind of bad for us too, right? We were kind of, you know, so that wasn't our fault, that we were kind of put way in the back corner somewhere, which was probably a good thing because we weren't super prepared, so we didn't want to be, like, in the front of everyone either. Um, But, yeah, so, you know, and I, I, yeah, so, you know, for one day with one day of preparation, uh, I I don't think it's too bad. I think in terms of the systems, I think, um, yeah, we could have figured out a few things i think like how you know how do you price this stuff how do you nothing was set up nothing there was no pricing no clear idea everything was flexible and the kick off everything was like i was running around taking photos for the event and that's how i got the booth you know Mm -hmm. and there's you and rachel not knowing what is going on and figuring everything out on the fly after i came back it's like oh, wait a minute, they don't know what they should do. And I'm just like, oh, no. And you guys figured it out, obviously, over the the couple times or days, you know. But, yeah, that made me learn about that. Yeah, yeah. So I guess, like, you know, so that was an interesting thing. Yeah, right before the pandemic, you, uh, yeah, you said yes to something, and we we figured it out. But, you know, I I think that's... While, while, yeah, there could have been better systems, I think um, it's good that you jumped in. You learned a lot, probably, just in one or two yeah. days of jumping in into the fire. Yeah, and I, I thought, like, for the first time, like, systems and processes were not really a thing, you know. I was just, like, doing things without thinking, you know, what is, like, kind of bad. But that mm-hmm. made me realize if I had a cool system, everything would be super smooth, you know, and I could handle more customers and I could make more money, you know, and that would, yeah. was the first time thinking about that. What is like, you know, everybody has their life moments where they learn a lesson, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But oh, you, yeah. you had something like that. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, yeah, to even even get back to 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 that, I mean... You know, one thing I, I I didn't really necessarily learn this from from the the Renfest, but um, but you know, one one thing that I think is important for like when your friends do something like what you did is to do something like what me and Rachel did, right? Is show up for them, right? I think that's yeah. that's a big thing in the creative world. I don't think gets talked about enough is that we're all looking for something super legit to be part of. Um, so even when your friend does something and it's like you know, it's not fully thought through, it's not super legit, it's not gonna you know, you you maybe need to step up. Maybe your friend, you know, in this case, my friend Fitze, like, needed someone to stand there. Like, I, you know, I can't imagine if you would have showed up that day all alone to do this thing, you know, oh, versus, boy. you know, at least have, at least be there and suffer with your friend alongside them, you know. So I think, you know, that's something I do want to highlight in this story, too, of, like, you know, when your friend's like, hey, I'm going to go start this crazy bumper sticker business, or, man, we're really going to get into the Easter basket game or something really weird yeah. like that. You know, then, get, you know, show up for them. You know, it, it, I think it, it helps a lot to have company in those in those cases. So I know that me and Rachel, you know, while we were like, I don't know if it's a really knows what he wants to do here. We were like, but let's show up, man. Let's be there for him. And, you know, at least show up for, for his creative idea. Yeah. And I, I think that is like a good point, too. Like alone for the supporting support your friends obviously friends family and whatever but um showing up is like 90 percent, or yeah it's 90 percent of everything like sometimes people don't show up and the work goes to the person that shows up and it doesn't even mean you have to be the most skilled or 
yeah, you just have to have the time and be available sometimes. What is really important to know too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just um, you know, don't be scared away f from things if they don't seem super legit, right? Like you know, if if just be just <laughs> you be there to say to be your I was friend. not legit. <laughs> Not super legit. You're legit, just not super legit. Um, yeah. But yeah, I had so not... insurance. I felt bougie. That was the first time taking out insurance for stuff, and I'm like, okay, I need insurance. Let's get one. And you, you were like putting me. What was that insurance company that you put me on? Um, thumb something. Oh yeah, but yeah. I mean, so so you know, you did some things right there. You know, you had you got you pulled out insurance for this event and everything. So you did you did things that some people probably wouldn't do. So I mean, um, yeah. So I think yeah, having a system together would have been great. I think like you know, thinking through the process a little bit more would have been good that day. But it's it was it was fun though, and I think it's a it's a good last memory before COVID kind of came in that we were we were just being goofy. Down. <laughs> yeah. So we're at, you know, Ren Fairs taking photos of people and just being goofy. And so, yeah, yeah. so no, it's it's a good memory. Yeah. Well, so how do you deal with, like, systems and processes? Because, like, you're, like, a different person than I am. I'm very ADHD, very unorganized, and you kind of the, the opposite. So is there a moment where you're like, okay, I need to tighten up my systems and processes? Or did you have, like, a lesson where you're like, oh, this makes sense. This is how I can apply that to myself. You know, that's how I think. Hmm. Like, I, I learned a lesson, and I'm like, how can I apply that to myself? Or I learned it for failing, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, so I, so I definitely, you know, I, I, yeah, I would say I'm a very organized person. Um, the reason for that, I think is just because inside my head is so crazy. Um, like as a creative, I know that, you know, and I think we have this alike where we have this kind of ADHD creativity thing. That's like always going crazy. We're always thinking of stuff. If we see something that inspires us, we're already onto it and staring at it. like, so we're, we're a kid in a candy store all the time. And yeah. so, <clears throat> so for me, I, I think like early on in my career, I, I found that, and this still happens this day. I just know that this is something about myself is that, um, I'll go down rabbit holes. I love rabbit holes. I, I really do. Like, <laughs> especially when I do something that's like visual, like, let's say I got to make a logo. I love going down a rabbit hole and spending hours sometimes just like well we were gonna do x y and z but i found omega over here what's this omega let's go check that out for three hours and so yeah. so i know that about myself so I, I create a lot of organization just to combat that really like right if i create these systems and these kind of rails then then i can't get crazy i can't waste time yeah. so i and can i think of a time where that kind of became a thing I guess like that, that that that's an art school thing, maybe. Maybe that's where that really came, because art school was definitely one of those things where art school is very unique, where you have, you know, depending on the art school you you go to, but, like, you have multiple projects happening at one time, and these are big projects a lot of, a lot of the time, where they're taking a lot of time every week. So, so I have yeah. a project over here that, like, including the classes I'm going to is like 20 hours a week. I have this project over here that's 10 hours a week. This project gets eight hours a week. And then on top of that, I have a full-time job and stuff like that. So, so I was kind of forced to, to do that because I think in art school, I do, I, you know, that's kind of my earliest memories of just like, you know, hitting the, the floor of just like, oh man, like I'm out of time. I spent too much time going down these rabbit holes and the critique is in one hour and yeah. I don't have the thing printed. I don't have it mounted. I, I'm not ready to go. 
Um, and so once you have those and once you get kind of embarrassed publicly and when you have these projects kind of go terribly and, and you see that, like, if I don't get organized, I'm just going to get embarrassed over and over and over again. Um, because you do have people that are organized, right? Like you, once you see how well they do, um, then you're like, oh my God, like they're, they're not even as good of a designer as me, but they were way more organized. So they win. Like their, their thing is on the, on the wall. It's mounted. It looks beautiful. And I'm sitting here with like a glue stick or something just like, ah, crap. Oh crap. Oh no. Oh no. This is messed up. And then you cut it wrong. Oh no. Now I cut it wrong. Oh God. The critiques (laughs) in two minutes. So, you know, the, I mean, anyone that's been in art school knows exactly the story I'm telling of like, oh my God, it melted in the printer. The critique is in five minutes. Oh, she's, I should have like had this done yesterday, but I have no system. Um, so, you know, so I think that was where that kind of got beaten into me. I mean, that's, that's a really good lesson I think to learn early is that yeah, no matter what the system is, you know, even if it's, you know, I've seen people that like, you know, that are artistic. So they have to, you know, when they create their to-do lists in their sketchbook, they have to make all these sketches around it and make it look beautiful. And that's fine too. Like, so it's like whatever you need to, to do to create organization, um, you know, but I think uh, on the other end of that, though, to combat that, you have to have that blind optimism like you had for the Ren Fair, right? Like, because yeah. I've also done the opposite where I've sat there and tried to map it out and plot it out and overthink it, and then I don't even end up doing it. So I think, so it's balance, like everything else, right? Like, definitely plan ahead, but don't get too caught into just um, planning incessantly. Yeah, that. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, on that note, though, now I want to go into, like, this is episode number five. We already did five of those. So how Ooh. how you, yeah, so how you think about, uh, or what do you think about our process so far? <clears throat> like, the things you see, and how often do you reflect and actually, like, oh, when do you improve the system that you have, you know? Now I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to improve yeah. it. But I'm just like, okay, what should I improve and how should I improve? Do you have like a system for that, like a reflection day kind of sorter, or you just go with the flow and like you notice something, you do it? Hmm, that's a good point. I mean, to be honest, I that's probably something I need to do a little bit better job is having kind of a reflection state built in. I think I think what you just brought up is actually a good point that yeah to have time set aside to just look at what you've been doing just to, to review stuff. Um, yeah. In terms of the show, it's been interesting, right? Because I think every week we, we, you know, after the, yeah, we show up. That's first off. Yeah. We show up. But then like, I think once the camera stops rolling, we, we always talk, we always are like, okay, so what are we going to do this week? What's, what's this week, you know? And, um, you know, so today we'll probably talk a little bit about that, you know, because I, I think this week we both kind of both we didn't really do our homework as much this week. I know I didn't really yeah. do my homework, so we'll have to. So it'll be more like rehashing of like, oh yeah, right, we got to <laughs> we still got to do yeah, a couple of these. Get, get those PNGs over, you know, and I got to yeah. send you some nice photos of myself, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's the that's the type of work that's going on behind the scenes, people. But um, yeah. But yeah so it's like you know, and then even the harder thing, right? Like so, well, for harder for me, I should say, um, because I'm not so experienced at it, is the you know the the marketing of this show. I think uh, like I've done marketing, but it's the self marketing I, I lack in. So yeah. But I think uh, I think it's something else that we're like trying to slowly improve and, and get better. So it's it's cool to see that we're. I think we're we're doing the right approach with with that because yet yeah. again I think I think if we went too hard in terms of planning if we were if we were like getting really intense about planning it would kind of choke the the yeah the, would have the, the fun out of this yeah, so I think also so I think like, 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so there, there's a couple of things, really, you know. Because it's kind of a little bit loosey-goosey, what is a nice thing, you know. Sometimes you need that where you're like, okay, we're, we're playing, you know. We're humans, mm -hmm. and if you play, you learn things, and then you can improve it. But if you're like, you work something, then you're like, oh, I need this week 10 hours to actually do, like, thumbnails, edit, um, post, mm -hmm. and do all those things. Everything adds up. And that maybe would choke it out and where you maybe get away with, like, okay, um, today I'm uploading this episode right before the podcast. What's happening right now? And that's not the second time. And I'm like, yeah, I should tighten up my workflow. And I'm just like, yeah, mm -hmm. after this call, you know, I should actually already um, start hitting um, the edit and prepare the next episode, you know, and come up with topics. But, well. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's a, yeah, ex exactly. And I, <clears throat> I think for me too, one thing I've started to really get around um, is just when your brain's in a certain area to just keep getting stuff done. So like, so yeah, so like what you just said, like we finished this episode, your brain's in this world still. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the time to do all the work that you need to do for the next week. Cause your, your brain's on it. You're not having to shift gears left and right. Cause that's the hard part, right? Is we have these like client projects. We have these real things happening too. So it's hard to be like, okay, let's shift gears now and make thumbnails for a podcast. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult to yeah. shift, shift gears of the mind. So um, so that's part of the system, too, is just realizing your own brain, I think. That's been the biggest thing for me in the last year is just, like, how do I think? Like, what, what, what creates yeah. fatigue? And sometimes, because it, it really is that. It's, like, energy conservation, right? That's what you need to try to do is just, like, because that's, that's how you get exhausted is if you're, like, you know, an hour on this thing, two hours on this thing, one hour on this thing, two hours on this thing. Your brain just is, like, doing so much work to try to get on the new rails for the, for the new thing. So, so one thing that I've actually started to do recently, because I used to be kind of proud of switching gears, but yeah. now I'm, I'm kind of like, let's dedicate a day. Like, okay. like, I'm like, you know, let's just finish it today. Like, that's, that's kind of my new MO of like, <laughs> you know. I, oh, you're I, saying things here after our improvement section, you know, let's finish those things today. Yeah, no, exactly. Right now, yeah. Now you're gonna call me out on that. Like, call yeah later. You'd be like, so how's finishing everything today go? <laughs> but um, no, no, but yeah, but that's how I am. Cause like I I think like um having things end is important too. I mean that's that's what drives me crazy, right? Is when you have that project you keep coming to and you're not really finishing it each time, and then you come back and you don't finish it. You come back, you don't finish it. I mean it's exhausting. So it's yeah. like I I like to just yeah so. So yeah, in a perfect world, I would too. Like when we hang up this call, it'd be like, okay, cool. So now I'm going to send you those PNGs you talked about. I'm going to get the thumbnails ready. I'm going to do the social media stuff that, you know, I'm going to talk to you about after this episode. I'm just going to do all of this. Boom, 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 boom. And now it's done. And now it's off my head for the rest of the week. Yeah. Um, no, there's, a, there's another thing before I forget it. Sorry for everybody listening. But this is like kind of, you know, this is a life coaching session with ourselves and know how we can improve everything and you maybe take bits and pieces but um with the creative control I, I want to so i'm a person where we're both creatives you know and if you work with another creative that's probably the worst thing you could do because everybody has a strong opinion you know about doing something their way and whatever but i was like trying to ask if i can get a little bit more creative control because i was like thinking about titles and you know like um overlays and all sorts of stuff and i'm like you know what if sean doesn't like it you know do i have the permission to just do things you know what i mean yeah i mean well no that's because a, that's like a, i want to have like a little title and stuff like that but if i run it through another you know like 
communication channel, then there's a delay, and then it's actually too much time and friction. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know if I should do that or if I should just do plain upload and whatever. Well, I think this is a great example of a creative project and collaborating with another creative. So, I mean, friction, first off, isn't bad. Yeah. Spending a little bit more time also isn't bad. Um, I think this is where I actually, a lot of people like working with me a lot of the time. Um, I say a lot of the time um, because <laughs> not, all the um, time. not all the time. I don't want to, I don't want to mislead people. Um, and, and it's because I actually have a very different approach. I think a way that I can tell an amateur creative from an experienced creative is an amateur creative you would send them something and they would burn it to the ground and do their own thing. Um, where I always want to take what your idea was and try to improve it, right? Yeah. So, so even if you did an overlay or a title card and I didn't necessarily think that was the way to go, I wouldn't just say scrap it. I would just say, well, your typography is not great here. Maybe we need to nail down this color, but other than that, we're good. Um, so with that being said, I think it also comes from a place of, uh, of trusting the other creative, right? Trusting that, that, that I'm not going to torpedo your ideas and I got to trust that you're not going to torpedo my ideas too. Yeah. Um, because once you start playing the, the kind of not really game, but once you start doing the thing where, well, I'm just going to start doing, um, yeah. it could lead to a very slippery slope, right? Because then I'm like, well, if he's going to start doing, well, then I'm going to start doing. And then you have two yeah. people doing things that aren't reviewing things with each other that aren't really matching. And then you don't get the cohesiveness. Um, yeah. that's that, that word alone I use all the time, especially in a branding process, because you get a lot of creatives in the room, right? And a lot of them I've, I've realized, you know, I guess I've always assumed this, but I just had a project recently where it really showed me that there's a lot of creatives don't know branding. Like they've heard the word, but they don't actually even know it. So then, so then I'm in there being like, oh, well, we should do this and this, and we need to be cohesive in this. And they all just look at me like, you're just trying to ruin the fun. That's all you're trying to do. And it's, and it's not that at all. It's, 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 you just got to create unity. So, so, so with like your creative control, that's totally great. Um, I would say we should probably review back and forth. We should probably go back and forth on it. Yeah. But, um, can you dial a little bit down the audio? Because when you get engaged, it's barely clipping. Sorry. <laughs> okay. See, yeah, there's sorry. some feedback right there. See, there's some yeah, feedback or like a, right or there. Back. Because like today, <laughs> you got the new mic. You know, you also splurged some money. But yeah, I completely agree. But oh, yeah. this is an old mic. Um, but yeah, so, so so I guess to get to get to that, um, because this is funny. Yeah, people get to see like the creative process roll out like in the real yeah. in a real situation. I'd say. You know, do it, but um, don't um, use it as an. Ex you know, you know, come up with come up with what you want to come up with, but but I think we should we should always review back and forth with each other, right? I think yeah. we should, um, you know, just like it, the logo when I created kind of that logo, it wasn't like I just slapped that on stuff and didn't didn't tell you about it. Yeah. It was like, well, what do you think? What do you do? You? And you were like, well, make it a little bit more messy, and well, and I'd like to still see our faces in it, and so so that kind of feedback is good. So, so that's what I would say is that, you know, it may slow down the process, but that, that can also be an excuse not to collaborate. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so my workflow, for example, if I work with somebody, um, if I get paid money and they're not giving me a lot of instructions, I just do my thing, kind of sort of, like you said, like what you shouldn't do, but never well, came back like as a, like got declined or something. But if I'm like not sure what I should do and there is more input to having, like somebody wants to have input on what types call or blah, 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 then I'm like, oh, I'm very preserved, you know? So that's why I'm like, I don't use the stuff, but I should use it. And I'm, I think like it maybe hurts us more not having stock graphics, for example, like a stock title from Adobe or whatever. But on the other yeah. side, it's a stock thing and it's not really, you know, I didn't put the time in to make it optimized because, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if I should do that. And that's why I was like, kind of like, should it just roll with the punches and you give me feedback and the next episode improves it? Is that the, the thing we could do? Well, yeah, yeah. I would say, you know, um, you could see in most podcasts that they evolve over time. So I think, yeah. you know, nothing, I think we've both been very good about like nothing is permanent. Yeah. Um, so... You know, I think I think you're right, though. I think us adding some production into these episodes, you know, is is only going to do do us good, you know. Yeah. So I think, you know, so even like I think we've been in these early episodes, we've been using um, purple, which um, are like this kind of lavender, which is, if I'm being honest, why did I land on lavender? Why why did I land on that color? It was very uh, it was a very short, uh, f short road to get to that, which is I was just like, well what color does describe us? And I was like, well, what, what, what's the Pantone color of the year? And that's literally <laughs> how I got it. So, um, cause that was, yeah. that's how my brain works. like, let's just get it done. Well, let's just finish. Yeah. Um, and so, but you know, that color could change over time. It's not like that's our color forever. I think, um, you know, and just like the logo could change over time. That's not the yeah. logo forever. And so I think the same thing with the tile cards, obviously every single episode, we don't want to have a completely different look and feel every episode. Maybe we do, but, um, yeah. that's a lot of work, but, um, I, w I would say, um, have, you know, it, it, let's go back to the Ren fair for a second, have fun, jump into it, you know, be optimistic yeah. and be creative. And then, but yeah, you know, it, it, it doesn't take that much time to, to, to kind of review something with, with, with me. Um, yeah. and, um, and then just adjust, you know, because, uh, yeah, it comes down to trust. Just trust that, yeah, I won't burn down everything yeah. that you've created. Oh, that title card sucks. Oh, everything you've done, you need to restart and tear it out. Because um, yeah. then the impetus is on me of like, okay, if you don't like it, how can you improve it where Fitz A doesn't have to pull out all his hair to improve it? Yeah. Now, so, so here's the thing, actually. That reminds me of my first real gig, actually. And oh my god so it was like a conference thing and i was like subcontracted kind of sort of so um showing up is 90 percent of the thing you know so i showed up 10 minutes beforehand and uh, the head photographer who is also pretending to be a videographer basically so i hope you don't watch this but <laughs> but yeah so he basically um called the other guy so he scheduled two uh, videographers me and the other guy and how I got hired was like being at a cafe with a, a cafe spot with a camera. And he's like, mm -hmm. you do video? And I'm like, yeah, I do video. And that's how I got hired, you know. But he called that guy, canceled him. And instead of like having two videographers, it was just me there, conference kind of sort of style. And he's like, we're going to film stuff. No planning. Kind of sort of the rent thing. Like he's like the, the, the version of myself in like 60 years kind of sort of so i kind of don't want to you know take too much of that and adapt a more organized style because like oh this is the peak what it could be if i go this direction completely without improvement you know but basically we had the time 
where it's like now it's crunch time we edit the video and i did everything like the filming and the video and i used like 80 percent of his shots and oh my god but in the end the client did not really like the graphics and it went through a back and forth through him then to me till they reached a point like oh now we actually need to um take over the project and he's like trying to take the project but he didn't edit anything and he also did not have like clear uh, uh, descriptions of what is on the to-do list you know or anything so everything went through mm -hmm. like the whole background to me and then i went all the way back to him and then from there to them it was like boy oh boy <clears throat> yeah well that's that's a good example because yeah it's like that goes back to your process right of like there should always be reviews but yeah it sounds like it was a lot of telephone unnecessary telephone going back and forth um yeah. where like and i'm not a you know and excuse my ignorance on the video world i'm not i'm not a videographer no. obviously but um but, you know maybe you guys could have done something where you took a frame with the graphics even before you did all the editing just like here's what a graphic looks like on the video and sent that to the client before you put in all the time of putting it into the video that um, is a good call right there like yeah that would have easter you know getting an example from the client and requesting that because like i did all the changes he wanted but then mm -hmm. he sent all that back re-edit the video with those changes because he requested them so i made them but the client really changed mm -hmm. then again and it's like uh, yeah well no i think you bring up something that i think a lot of creatives a lot of creatives and a lot of engineers a lot of builders and stuff can also relate to is that you want like your review things to be very um cheaply as cheaply made as possible in terms of like you're not spending a lot of time on those first things that you're trying to throw at the dartboard yeah. um so like in web design i think i'm trying to th God, that's I can't remember this for a fact. This I may be this may be a little bit of a fib, but I think one of my first web design projects I ever did, um, I had something similar where um, I had like reviewed one. I think I had like one page or like maybe like even half of a home page, like a flat comp I had made in Photoshop because this is way back when I was making web design <laughs> website comps in Photoshop, yeah. <laughs> which I would not suggest to people these days, um, but. Uh, you know, so I did that and I think I had gotten approval, but what I had, sh what I should have done is I should have showed like a part of every web page. And I think I remember that process where it was very quick. So I got approval on like that one screenshot of a homepage and then I, I did all the whole site. And then I remember, I remember like reviewing it with them and they were like, no man, like oh, that top of that homepage is great, but this subpage is wrong, and that's wrong, and the menu looks bad, and this looks bad, and I had already spent probably forty hours coding a whole website, yeah. and they wanted to scrap eighty percent of it. Where in that case, it was like, but I could have spent five hours, five extra hours, just to do a, a thing of each page. So that, so now what I do, my flow now for web design is I always do a full prototype. Almost sometimes of every page, if I have to, if I really feel like I need to, I will. I'll do every dang page in in, in the prototyping software I use because I can move fast in that. That's a lot of just so, like. So what does that mean, though? Now I'm kind of curious about the web design world because, like, does that mean you have to still code the same amount? You know what I mean? Because it sounds yeah. like, oh, you're making prototypes, so it's actually, what is the extra step that costs, like, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, well, that's a great question, yeah. Um, and so, so in the prototyping, so so I use a tool Figma, which a lot of web designers, UX, UI designers would, would know. Um, and so and so for all of you out there, it's F-I-G-M-A. It's a free tool, so, so it's definitely something it's, you know, at least worth dabbling in if you want. 
Um, but what's great about it is it's a, it's a visual, it's a visual building tool. Um, oh, we lost Fitz's attention, but it's a, it's a visual building tool. And so, um, so with that, um, oh, sorry, everybody. Fitz actually is, has died now and he has, um, in heaven, he's gone to heaven now. So, so moment, moment of silence for this podcast. It was, it was five episodes. It was nice. Yeah. It was nice <laughs> knowing you. But uh, but yeah. So now I use I use a prototyping tool just because it's it's so much quicker, right? Like so, there's little things, right? Like if I hold down Alt and drag something, I can copy it just like I would in a design software. You know, if I if I want to eyedropper stuff, I can eyedropper it. And so it's like so I just move so fast. You know, for someone like me that that cut their teeth on on Illustrator, Photoshop, all these things. Now I I mean, how long have I been using those tools? And I mean, now we're talking fifteen to twenty years as, as long as I've been using those tools. And so I'm a power user in that world. So so I just move fast, right? I could I could design a whole page in Figma and about six our whole website in Figma from scratch, not even using templated stuff in about six hours. And you could tell oh. me to scrap it, and I could come up with another one that quick. Where like a web design, like doing like actual development that's responsive and beautiful, that could take. 40 80 even 120 hours to do so it's yeah. like um so the same thing i'm sure is in video especially when you start to talk yeah. about rendering and things like that it's like yeah you you don't have time to render something that they may not want right yeah, so usually in the video world that's how i do i don't know if i should do it like that but i usually have like if it's a project that's a little bit vague i'm like okay send me some inspirations what do you imagine in your head like basically get me five mm -hmm. videos and i'm compile those five videos into whatever I shoot on that day and make them the same style. What well, that's how I do. And so far it's serving me really well. So I never yeah. had like, Oh, I don't like it. It's like, no, that's kind of what I wanted. And yeah, positive feedback. So I'm like, okay. But the yeah. thing is like, that also leads to like, where's my own style? Because I'm just compiling styles of other people and just sending them like a random thing that is like their event. Right. Well, no, no. I think you, you, yeah, you brought up some kind of important there. I, I, you know, so in the branding world and in the web design world, but a lot in the branding world, I do things. Um, you've probably heard of uh, in the architectural interior design world. They're called mood boards. Oh, um, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard stylescapes. I've, I've heard, you know, I, I do that as well, especially if you get a client that's like, ah, you know, they start to use these cliche words like cutting edge or, <laughs> or sleek or, you know, you start to hear these buzzwords that you're like, okay, that doesn't tell me anything. Yeah. Um, that's when, that's when it, you know, yeah, do, do your Google searches, compile all this stuff, you know, and then show it to the client and be like, do you like this or you don't? At the very least, they're going to be like, ew, that's gross. I don't want that at all. And that's still yeah. good. I mean, that now that just saved you a lot of time. Um, but you know, w with that, I would say, you know, don't get too caught up in the idea of Google first, create later. I, I think I always, I don't know, and this yeah. may be just me, but I always say like, start pencil and paper or whatever crayon or whatever you want, you know, and, and start there and just like before, cause I almost feel like Google will taint your, your, your creativity because oh, you, I see what you mean. It limits it, you at what, what people you know will do because like if you maybe would have thought about mm -hmm. it, you would have come up with the next cool trend or like this shot, you know, that everybody's imagining but nobody put the finger on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The coolest stuff are sometimes the weirdest ideas. You know, one one thing that I, I think I can I can this may be kind of a, a reach for a metaphor, but 
so so i you know so when you have a book that that's like a really good book it you know and it becomes a movie it's always interesting right the people that read the book first and then they watch the movie they almost never like the movie right however if you skipped reading the book and just watched the movie first you'll be like oh the movie's awesome but you don't know what you're missing out on in the book so that that would be my kind of example there right as well while googling Googling cool designs, that's that's like skipping the book and going straight to the movie. Like you're gonna miss the cool weirdness that could have that could have happened. And once you've seen the movie, you can never go back and read the book without imagining the movie now. All the characters are gonna look like how the movie defined it. You're not gonna be able to define your own characters then. Yeah, I like that a lot. That makes a lot of sense to be honest. Like on that note, I maybe have to, you know, implement that too in my process and like think about occasions where it's like okay now i can risk stuff you know because there's certain times where you have a client and you cannot risk anything you know like let's say it's a wedding you know everybody saw the wedding videos and you're just Mm -hmm. like okay we're we're doing a wedding style video we're not reinventing the wheel we're just doing the thing yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's a good example yeah yeah weddings are exactly that's that's actually a great example weddings are interesting because it's like and a lot of time, um, those clients have already done exactly what I just said. They already did those Google searches, right? They already looked up what does a wedding invite look like? What does a wedding video look like? You know, so yeah. so it's funny because sometimes the client has already cheated before you even get a chance to cheat. They're already like, nope, we're gonna do um, watercolor leaves, and we're gonna do you know, in white on on wood, and all these like you know, so. So that's interesting too, right? And I've had a couple of times where I have people come with those ideas that they've already Googled and predetermined and I have to be like, well, no, let's play a little bit. And it's funny how um, when you're the creative that's trying to introduce play, you're trying to introduce weirdness into the mix. That's um, Sometimes I'm in that role where I'm like, well, we could do the cliche route, but I had so this weird idea. So you want to take them back to the kitchen, like, hey, let's come, let's make, let's throw some things in there. How about exactly. this? Uh, <laughs> exactly. I like that. A little, a little salt, a little salt on that, exactly. Um, but yeah, so no, I think, I think that was, uh, I think that's a good point though of like, you know, have play, but yeah, also it goes back to the the point of like, don't go down the rabbit hole too far though, right? So, yeah. so for me, um, I kind of use this too interchangeably, so I'm, I'm a little hesitant to even say this in this podcast, but I'll go ahead. So because we haven't really covered design sprints and what those, what those are, and they're they are an actual thing. Um, but, but one thing that I use a lot in, in my world, like when I'm planning things is, is I'll actually say the word sprint next to it. So, and what I mean by that, when I tell myself that, like when I have that in a to-do list, that just means like, we don't know what the heck's going to happen. Here's an hour to be in the plate, the, in the sandbox. And let's, so this is an hour of play. And so that's, that's what sprint means to me of just like, it's like a hackathon in your own brain, brain where so like a logo, I almost always do that because logos are interesting. I think I think there's a lot of logo designers out there that think they're great logo designers, but they, they go such a simple, stupid, simple route that it's like while it can be clean and bold, it just doesn't it, it, it you know, people may look at it and be like, oh, that 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 that's really great. And then like it just leaves their mind, it leaves their brain because it's it really is boring, right? Like I've yeah. seen so many, you've, you've seen so many logos that are like, here's three triangles. Here's a square with a circle cut out of it. You know, wow. you've, you see these like modern, these like modern logos, but people don't really realize that the old modern logos that were that simple, there was lots of thought put into it, lots of effort put into it. Um, where, yeah, now you getting illustrator and, and getting a circle and, you know, getting some like bold type and reversing it out of the circle. That's, 
that's like not that much. That doesn't tell me that doesn't tell me you played at all. That doesn't tell me that there was any play in this. That just tells me yeah. that you were you were just trying to get to the solution as fast as you can. So, so yeah. So, well, I, so I, I so I think that's lie. part of the process. Yeah, you got to play, gonna, play. Yeah, not gonna lie. Just be, because it's like a, a basic shape. Sometimes basic shapes are fire. <laughs> you know, I was like thinking about the triangle yeah. thing, and I'm like, there was a time where every shirt had a triangle on them. And I was just like, dang, I miss my shirt with the triangle and the palm trees. So I'm like, goddamn, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> even though you make that good point right there, I was just like, I want my shirt back. Oh, my shirt back. <laughs> you I know, know. When the, the things just disappear. You're like, where is that actually? I oh, have yeah. no idea. Oh, yeah. I have lots of cool stuff that's been lost. But, you, you know, so, and, you know, and I and I, I know that I'm saying that, and I know the second that this podcast ends, I'm going to be like, oh, wait, I did make that logo with a circle reversed out of a square once. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, so I think... Uh, Nothing I, wrong I, with that, but you have to keep it in consideration. That's, uh, it, I think as long that's as what we should do. As long as that's what came out of the play, right? You know, as long as you're honest with yourself that you're not just trying to get to a solution as fast as you can, which you you are. I I think it's it's good to play though. I think your clients should want you to play as well a little bit. Obviously, not play too much, but they, but the the best work that I've ever done is just me having the wackiest ideas, and yeah. um, and you know sometimes they don't work, but um, you know I I think you know we'll get into this a little bit more maybe in later episodes, but you know the. That's where showing the the risky thing next to the not risky thing. So showing them both versions. Here's your square reversed out of a circle. And then over here is like, you know, a palm tree exploding out of a sun, exploding out of a whale. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, so it's like kind of like, uh, you know, it's it's good to like do these things that are, are risky, right? I mean, you look at, I know I always talk about logos and stuff, but, you know, just looking at logos, like what are some risky logos? Like, Nike is an interesting logo, like a check mark. Really, like that's that's how did you come to a check mark for a logo for a shoe company, right? You would a lot of people would be like, oh well, it's it's Nike, which uh, you know it's a shoe, so maybe we should have a shoe logo, or maybe we just have Nike in this very simple font, and it wouldn't have done anything. But a check mark, like the, getting to a deeper story, that you would you had to have done some some weird brainstorming yeah. to get to that point of like, what does check mark mean? Oh, it's checking off something that I need to do, just do it. Oh, so it's a check mark, you know, getting to those kind of weird connections and places, you have to, you have to have play somewhere in there. You have to, you have to not have Google. You have to not have what everyone else is telling you to do. Yeah. And you need to sit there and play. Yeah. Uh, on the video side, for example, that is like the things where you're like, that's where I'm like always curious about people's creative projects. You know, sometimes there's really, um, clean cut companies who do YouTube, for example, and it's like very boring and it's not creative and this actually leads really good into my next topic um but yeah so basically like being creative and trying things out and expressing yourself is like a big part of this generation nowadays because everybody has the same tools we have our smartphone we have a camera and it seems like to be one of the new basic skills like filming yourself expressing yourself and um, yeah, basically becoming a videographer and photographer. What is like one of those hip things to do? And I, I, so here's my str my problem with that because mm -hmm. like everybody is doing it. Like even your grandma, grandpa, um, everybody has a phone, everybody has a Facebook, and they're posting stuff. And the stuff is just getting better and better and better with AI and just the general skill of the population. So I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. so. Now it's more about like the creativeness, the the mud throwing it on the wall, and who can express themselves the most creative. And the clean cut stuff 
most of the time doesn't cut it anymore, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Your, your two cents on that. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, I think um, it is interesting. I feel like your profession is in, a, in an interesting place, right? Um, well, mine is too. Um, I'm, I, I, we've kind of touched on this too in the past of the democratization of the tools, yeah. right? So to be a videographer 50 years ago would have cost a ton of money, right? Yeah. Like if it was if it was like, you know, 1972 right now, it would it would cost a ton of money to become a professional videographer. You'd have to probably have uh, 10 15 is. Yeah, well kind of, you know, kind of because it's like to like to become that that high level one probably, but you're yeah. you're seeing a lot of low level to mid level ones probably getting by on stuff yeah. like on I like like you know, like iPhones and things like that. And, um, and in some ways it's good. It is good that there's some type of democratization that like people like, cause like, like you said, it, it, it's, it's the old kind of, um, metaphor that like, um, the, the rising tide makes all boats rise type of thing. Right. So, so if everyone's quality of videos is getting better, including grandmas and grandpas, then yeah. that means yours are going to technically have to get better. So that, so it kind of pushes everyone up to, to be a little bit better. Um, yeah. I, I've seen it happen in the design world where it's a lot of the things like Canva and things like that um, have kind of popped up where people feel what like they... Canva again? Like I so, Can so Canva is, um, is, a, is a, just a tool that uses a lot of templated things to create designs. So a lot of social media people use it to quickly create posts. Um, but it's really branched out to like presentations. It, it claims to do things like email templates and things like that. Um, and so a lot of marketing departments, a lot of teams now are like, oh, well, who needs to pay Sean when we can just have Canva and me as the marketing person, I can create a post willy nilly in Canva. Now the problem about this, and we'll get on this in the next episode, next episode, I want to do a deep dive on Canva and the problems with this kind of new type of thinking. Um, yeah. but I'll, I'll touch on it now is, is the fact that. What I just told you about the sandbox, right, of, of just like starting from from scratch and really allowing the universe to kind of funnel what's what's the solution and really exploring and, and having that goes away with these tools. Canva has this templated thing, right? Here's some layouts we've already created. Here's some colors that we already have. Here's this list of fonts that we already have. And while, yeah, you can piece those together and it creates a way more solid design than people ever could have before that had no design experience, there's no play. And then everything yeah. starts to really look the same and there doesn't really tell a brand story, right? So I can't tell you, and you probably see it too, all the social media posts out there where you can just see it's like kind of cliche. It's just like there's all these floating circles and squares or something, or there's this goofy font, yeah. you know, you just, you just see these things and it doesn't really tell the brand story. It doesn't really have a soul to it. And so I think that's, that's a problem there too, is that these tools, um, and I'm sure you see the same thing in videography and stuff, right? Like I, I definitely it's know that conflicting right now, because like on the one side, if you do a high polished video, people see ads and swipe it's gone they don't want to see ads they want to see relatable content so the more unprofessional you get the more views you will get but you know why would a company want to you know it's like it's so backwards well yeah and i think people think that something that's clean and perfect is what people want but you know to kind of get to music you know i never talk about music i have these in the background but like yeah. um 
one of the things that I've seen happen in 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 rock, and I've seen in other in other music too, even EDM now is starting to get um, awoke to this is that like perfect isn't necessarily sexy, right? Yeah. Like sometimes imperfection is cool. Sometimes friction is cool. Sometimes weirdness is cool. Um, if 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 it looks perfect and it looks polished and clinical, that's it's pretty boring right yeah i think there will be also a new renaissance with the new ai stuff and whatever and everybody's like oh yeah ai generated i like it and actually it, it will probably have the effect where everything that looks too good too perfect will be like Ugh, i don't like it it's probably made by a machine you know when people mm -hmm. look too pretty you're just like is the person even real i have like a model that actually mm -hmm. edits her photos and she looks like a 3d animation i'm like yeah this probably you know the mm -hmm. more imperfections you have you more relatable you will become and it will be the renaissance like you hand draw this logo or it actually looks like not perfect i like it you know Maybe. yeah yeah there may be something to that i think um yeah and because i've seen that in, in music i know i tend to like the music that's not perfect now right you can you can just hear it when it's as polished you know listen to any stock music out there really and it's and it's just too clean and too perfect. It starts to feel weird, almost like alien. It's not made by yeah. humans. And um, so, yeah, so I think to kind of go back to your kind of original point here is is that, um, yeah, while these like there's these tools and things that kind of make it easier to have things be clean and stuff, you still need creativity there. You still need to have that creative thought and that creative ability to to make something from nothing and 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 what i would my warning to creatives out there would be do not lean too hard on the tools the tools don't define you they just don't and they never did including these these new automated ai tools they're still just tools you can't yeah. let the tools define you you are the creative you're the one that can come up with the cool idea you're the one that can come up with something new not these tools you can um so yeah well, well, that's a good point. It's a really good point, and I agree with that. On the video side, like I said, like for me personally, I'm like, where should I lean into? You know, should I lean into the creativity or should I lean into the clean cut thing? You know, so you get the higher paying clients, and everybody's like, oh yeah, this is clean cut. Or should I just do the creative stuff and just ignore basically the the, the professionalism? Because mm -hmm. everybody who's doing it goes that route but it's not getting rewarded and the more you go the other way the better oh battery died one second you, oh, you man. take over so Sean. He, he went to Call heaven to and action. now he has gone to hell everyone fitz a has died twice on this podcast it's it's number five and he's he's gone now he's gone so this will be sean craig and the um creative solo podcast um um you know we're we're, we're gonna miss fitz a he's gonna be he's gonna be very missed but yeah, I mean, um, for all of you out there, I'll go ahead and juggle this while he's um, coming back to life. Uh, you know, so I think that, you know, the big thing, the big thing I just want to make sure that everybody out there just kind of knows is that, um, oh, he's back, is that, yeah. you know, Should I, I think in my battery processes. So one thing that like I, I watched this last week, um, I watched uh, Thor Love and Thunder that just came mm -hmm. out recently. And that's T Taiki Waititi was the director of that. And he's like, you know, obviously very famous for just being very goofy, right? I also, um, what we do in the shadows, I, I, I can't recommend that show enough. Such an amazing show. 
Um, just lots of goofy, weird humor, and he takes lots of chances. But it's a very clean movie, right? Like it's it's a Marvel yeah. movie, so it's very clean. It's doing all these very clean yeah. things. It's not it's not wacky in how it's made. So he's a great example of like he can use the tools, he can adapt with the tools, but he doesn't lose that weirdness, that goofiness, that that whatever made it work, right? Because I think people too, I I, I find want to get rid of that weirdness. I, I can't tell you how many times I'm having to defend defend decisions even other creatives that are like yeah but like let's just make it perfect let's just do what they've done before um so you have to defend that weirdness you have to you have you have to stand up for your own weirdness and um so does that mean it needs to look bad no um it can still look polished but the ideas are where where the weirdness can happen and the weirdness is so good i mean you know there's so many examples in the video world of like weirdness working right like so, like, when Burger King needed to get more money, whose idea was it to have, like, weird commercials of, like, someone waking up and there's this guy in a mascot um, costume of the king, like, sleeping next to them? Like, yeah. what a goofy... Like, who who would have thought of that? Like, you, you had to have play. And some people would argue, that doesn't sell burgers. You didn't show me any beautiful burgers in that in that thing. You didn't do what people have done before. But that worked amazingly because you remember it. And the things yeah. that you remember are the weird things. That's the best True. stuff you remember. And that's that's any creative. That's really what we're trying to do is create something memorable. Yeah, man, we need we need. <clears throat> so my voice is cracking and everything is failing on me. <laughs> like it's the end of the world for Fitz. Um, <laughs> but this yeah, is the uh, end. yeah. On on that note, like we need we need to hit on the last topic, and it's like marketing. Like, and I was like trying to go. In the beginning, my segue was like we're talking about the process from the podcast and then we're going to marketing and I wanted to talk about video and how do you market uh, marketing yourself and this is obviously like a thing we all have to improve but I kind of want to hear your thoughts and ideas and the things you do and so I can maybe steal a couple ideas. Any <laughs> tips? Um, so, so yeah, so what are you asking, I guess? Are we talking about marketing on videos or what are we talking about? No, no, no. Like your marketing. You do any marketing at the moment and how is it going and what is your experience about marketing? Oh, man. Well, I, I actually want to hear your... Just a quick th- summary. I want to hear your thoughts more than me on this. I yeah, feel like you're, you're better at the marketing yourself than me. Um, Yeah, I mean, my marketing is not that great right now, but it's, it's working because it's word of mouth marketing, which is the best marketing. Um, so the good work that you put in and you get the yeah, mouth. good work good vibes i mean even yesterday i was i was visiting another client and um someone in the waiting room was like overhearing us talk and they were like oh yeah we need a web design too and we just talked about that this morning so can i get your card so that's first thing is always have a card i can't tell you how many people i'm like well, do you have a card do you have a business card? And they're like, no. And even, you know, and I have the tap things as well. I know that, that there's that technology of tapping on the phone. But you know what? You'd be surprised how many people that doesn't work for. Like, it's like at least half the phones I've tried that on don't have the tap technology. So I would say get business cards. Like, definitely. I know it's an antiquated thing. And a lot of young people are like, ew, who has business cards? That's such a sellout thing. But Man, I've there's people I've wanted to give jobs to, and they um and they're like, no, I don't have a card, nope, no real email, nothing to, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna forget oh, yeah. about you once I leave. <laughs> so yeah, talking um, about real emails, info at fits at gmail or no, at, no, info at fits dot com, not gmail, sorry. 
Is it like, just yeah, Fitz? F I T Z? Is that it? Fitz A. Yeah. Oh, man. See, you got to work on that, that, man. God. Yeah, I got to need all my sales pitches. Goddamn. Too many things. <laughs> what is yeah. yours? Uh, you know, so that, so that's, you know, so for me, it's like, that's the, so for my email, it's just hello at seancraigcreative.com. I'm actually, um, going to probably be rebranding here slightly here fairly soon. Um, I just mean slightly because it'll be a, a very similar name. Um, okay. but, um, but yeah, so, you know, I, um, for the marketing though, you know, I'm trying to get better at things like social media. I think you do that a lot better of connecting with people, doing things that are out there in the social media realm. Um, you know, I think we've had lots of conversations about that in the past, so I won't really get into that, but I think yeah, in terms of the marketing though, it's um it's also putting your name on stuff, I think, you know. Now, don't ever get in front of the project, right? It shouldn't be you know, you should well, sometimes if it's like a low paying gig, definitely put it in front of there, make your logo the first thing they see. If they don't have the budget, make them pay for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It could be it, that could be part of it. Exactly. Um, I definitely am a fan of that. I tell a lot of people that I'm surprised that there's not more creatives that do that where they, you know, if the client doesn't have enough money to, to do what they want, we'll be like, okay, well, then, you know, then be like partnered with and have my logo and have it linked to my website. Um, yeah. So for me, signing my work, seems to do a lot of good because it also means that you're proud of what you've done. So on a lot of websites putting, you know, proudly created by Sean Craig creative, um, doing that, you know, it, it, it signifies that I, I will stand behind my work. Um, yeah, I like that. Well, it's interesting. And I, I am about to change the name of my company slightly again. Um, oh, can you, can you hint? Because like, I really yeah. like your name and I think like you should keep it and just pay for the domain and just like, you know, maybe offsell it or, just keep it, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, I, it's a good name, Sean Greg Creative. Like, it's yeah. A lot of yeah. So I think it, so. My yeah. So we can dive into it a little bit. So yeah. So with, with Sean Craig Creative, the one thing that I have struggled with is having other people attached to projects, right? So Fitze is part of Sean Craig Creative. It it sounds a little weird. It sounds um, well, so. One thing me. I've I've so one thing I, I've I've changed, and this actually happened because of um, tax reasons. We can have a whole tax episode, um, but uh, oh yeah, we should do that. We need an accountant. Get your accountant, and we get him on a podcast, and we we ask him our most favorite questions, and he can promote his service. You know, How yeah, that? yeah, yeah. That may be in a future episode. Um, but uh, you know, so so I'm changing it. So I'm, I've changed the back end of the company to be SC Creative. So it's not nothing too different. It's Sean, instead of Sean Craig, it's just SC Creative. Um, now, but that I do lose my name when I do that, and I have had some people tell me that like having your name on the company is is like a it's like a mark of confidence. It's it's like that I'm confident in what I do, so I'm going to put my name yeah. on it. Also, um, it looks less scammy, you know, like there's a lot of like weird names out there and you're just like, oh, do they run with the money? You know, if they go under, I don't care. You know, you, you, you feel like you will lose everything to a company that has a weird name unless it's a real name, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and I, I, and I've gone back and forth on this. Um, and we may be going down a little bit of a rabbit hole here is that over the years, I, it's funny when you have these like firms that have these like names or these agencies that like, you know, you know, we're we're, you know, Oak Tree Creative, and and they see we a lot, we, 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 and then, oh, it's just a guy. It's just one guy, and so it sounds kind of... It also kinda, looks bad, yeah. People it's, like, kinda, it's, weird, it's a weird line, you know? You want the you want the company, but you want the trust of the person, you know? Exactly, and, and people do trust teams versus one guy, so I get why people do the we, 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 and trying to seem bigger, but 
but then it almost always comes out that you're just kind of being schizophrenic that there is no we <laughs> it's just five guys. It, yeah you and your five personalities maybe yeah like the five hats that you wear yeah. um so yeah so but anyway to get to kind of zoom back out to the marketing piece that you kind of originally asked um for me, it's like the word of mouth that's showing up. I think that's something that a lot of people, as more people move digital, it almost seems like you become more of a hot commodity if you have the guts yeah. to go out in public because there's less yeah. and less people that have the guts actually, to go out in public. Actually, like I, when we went, what was that um, pottery? Where, I was like really impressed, you know, like you're like really old school there. What, what I really appreciate. So you took me, we were um having our coffee thing and we went to that um train station or whatever shenanigans oh, yeah. it was and you introduced me to people i'm like oh we're going actually now to a place and i have to meet them and shaking hands <laughs> and you're just like real old school like shaking that hand and yeah this is fits uh, you know and you're doing your thing i'm like oh huh that, that's very impressive i like that sean oh well cool well thanks i yeah and that's that's something i've definitely learned is just like yeah going around shaking people's hands you know um and making sure to introduce people to other people too. I, I love yeah, doing that. I, yeah, because yeah, it also shows that you're not, you know, I'm not trying to protect anyone, right? Like I definitely want you guys to always, I want people to work together. I want people to kind of, so you create this kind of network and this kind of vibe that you're, you're on everyone's side. It, it does a lot of good. It, it really does. So I, I try to create that for myself where I'm like, like I want everyone around me to succeed, you know? And so... But yeah, because I think that, that makes you want to be around those people, and you know, and that it's mm -hmm. an endless cycle of positivity. Because like, there's a lot of people mm -hmm. like who want to be too competitive and being like, "Oh no, I gotta mm -hmm. get that gig," you know. And I'm, you know, it's, it doesn't work like that. It's it re yeah. it's relationships. It's it's humans, you know, and you don't want to compete with somebody maybe. Yeah, it can get gross. It can get gross for people, and I don't think people realize that that when they see that you're you're gonna you know you're gonna fight for this and that you're gonna undercut people and stuff it's just is gross nobody wants to yeah. you know everyone wants that person that they can have a beer with or that they can hang out with that's the people that they want to work with right like if if i'm gonna make yeah. you money i want you to be kind of a cool person that deserves that money i don't i don't need that yeah. guy that's i can tell you how many creatives that are that are really 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 talented and do do sometimes better work than i do but they just are so competitive and just so uh, egotistical cutthroat um and they and they and it's just gross it just it doesn't matter how good the work is even at a certain point it's like i don't really want you to succeed um yeah. so yeah so you know what's and what's interesting too is yeah i just think people are more and more afraid to do to do marketing in person i think yeah, you know, I had that fear, and I'm like, well, why do I have that fear? Because, like, I'm a very social guy, you know? Yeah. If I get naturally introduced, that's how I like it, you know? No pressure. And it's like, oh, I'm walking into a person, and I randomly talk to... Mm -hmm. But going there with a purpose, like, hey, I'm going there to introduce myself. It's, like, kind of weird. Or, you know? So mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I like natural things, but I, I should overcome that a little bit and get more used to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, because I think you're... Yeah, you're great at socializing. I mean, I, I do have to, like, celebrate you for a second of... You're awesome because you have this like very um, innocence about you. You're so innocent, and I think that that in itself is very attractive to people. That that like you you don't. There's so many serious people out there that just want to always wear their serious hat, and they're all about looking really serious. So so having you where you're you know you're you're a German in in U.S. English is a second language. You're you're just you get excited about stuff like I can literally see technically you. that should be the red flags you know he could run <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we like Germans. We like Germans here in America. We're okay <laughs> yeah. with them. It's, it's got, been all, a good side. All hasn't been 100 us. years yet, but, you know, we're getting there. We still like you guys. But, um, but you know, I think, you know, uh, I, 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 there's something about you that I think attracts people. I've seen that before, you know, yeah. and I think... And I think a lot of people out there, it, it would be the same thing. Like, so I would say any of you out there watching this, you know, if if you don't you don't go out, you don't you know, you don't go to the coffee talks or you don't go to the meetups or you don't go to these things because you don't think that you're really that attractive or you think you're or you think you're dorky or you think you're goofy. Like, just so you know, that could be the most attractive thing about you. Like, it yeah. sounds weird. That you'd be like, no, no, I need to, I need to look like Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie walking, and they're like, no, you really don't like the the goofiness. People like that; they really do. They like to see a human. They like to see someone that's not yeah. some robot. Yeah, I, I think like on the one side is like the whole thing what you're saying right now is like basically lean into your personality. You know, like mm -hmm. the more true you are to yourself, the more likely it is like people will vibe with that. Because if you're an introvert mm -hmm. and you go into that info kind of should not lean into it but you kind of should lean into it you know it's like you have to mm. deal with certain things and you have to get out of places but yeah. you can express yourself like hey yeah i'm an introvert and i i have to talk now to people i hate doing this but if you're honest about it they're like oh yeah i got you I, you know then you feel better yeah. about it and other introverts who talking to you by chance are like yeah i'm an introvert too and boom it's clicking you know just yeah. lean into it and be yourself kind of but yeah, still push yourself a little bit yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's what I would say is like, because um, I've had a few people that I've had talks with that are like, how do I get business? I, I don't know how to get new business. I'm online, I got Instagram, the algorithm kind of likes me maybe, but I'm still not getting anything, and, and I'm reaching out to people online, and you know, I'm sending cold emails, not getting anything. You know, I'm just, I would just say just just get out there. You know, I, I mean, even you and I, when we would go to a cafe how many people would just walk up and say hi or like, oh, I saw that you were doing this or, you know, just go somewhere. You'd be surprised yeah. how many people will, will yeah, reach out to body, you. You know, like what mm -hmm. we did, like it, it made me money. Like I had that conference thing back in the day and you mm -hmm. met that weird, what was not weird, but you met that um, IT money guy, whatever ish. <laughs> yeah. You remember it is, mm -hmm. there's people you randomly meet, but obviously it's a numbers game. You go there once, nothing's going to happen. Got it twice, maybe. Yeah, and it's practice makes perfect, right? I mean, as as a true introvert, I can tell you, I still to this day can get nervous before events. There'll be like a networking yeah. event, and I'm 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 in the car, sweaty palms, just like okay, it's okay, it's gonna be okay. And you know, I've I've been there. You know, even the other night, I went to one of my friends. He's a DJ. I went to I went to a show, and I even got to experience firsthand the awkwardness of like you know. I didn't really have anyone else. I came with him. So when he was DJing, it's just me standing like awkwardly kind of in a bar, like by myself being that guy, just like, you know, you know, DJ is so good. <laughs> he's so good. And, you know, but, uh, you know, and nothing really came out of that night. But what was cool was just connecting with a few people and them seeing my face. Right. Yeah. So now if I show up again, I'm not a stranger. So so that's yeah. what I would and say too. maybe return to favor. It's like all good karma. Everything and yet again, it comes back to like, yeah, like when I showed up for you at the Ren Fair, Right. So I know he appreciated that I was there. I know he appreciated yeah. it. And that that means the world to people. But, yeah. you know, I think I think that's the big thing, too, is like the more you're out there, the more people will see you, too. So so even if you so even if you go to a networking event, let's say you go to a coffee talk and you do not make any connections, you don't have a business card, and you don't get anyone else's business card, and you don't do Oh, you don't really... even talk to anybody. Yeah, Sometimes let's just say... it builds trust, like, oh, this is a regular guy, now I'm approaching him, but if you wouldn't do the first step, you don't build that trust either. Yeah, 
You're exactly right. So that's exactly what I was going to get to is that, oh. like, just by you being there, you've already done good. You've already yeah. done good. You've already won in my book. Like, as long as you don't, like, really do something terribly wrong, which you probably won't if you're an introvert, you're just going to, you, you know, you may be just a little bit reclusive. Is, yeah, just you keep know, on breathing. You got this. <laughs> just keep breathing. You're there, and, you know, and, and you belong there. I think that's another thing, too, that, you know, we could have a whole episode on is the imposter syndrome. And I know that um, a lot of people feel that, especially if you're just starting out in creativity, you haven't made a lot of money, you haven't gotten a lot of awards, you haven't got a lot of pats on the back. You're like, yeah. do I even belong here? Like, do I really even belong in this in this room? You know, just know that since you showed up, you belong. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Simple. End of story. Oh, that's a you good note where we should end on. You showed up. You belong. Yeah, that's like, a, is a good note. Good. Yeah, that that needs to be on a mug, Sean. <laughs> you showed up, Sivan. Yeah, it's true. We need to start keeping notes of these things. We gotta get some merch out there. <laughs> uh, come on, let's let's put it right down right now. Um, you showed up. You belong. You, you showed up. You belong. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Write that down, assistant. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No problem. I guess I could type it up too. I'm like. But yeah, so I, um, yeah, I think this is an interesting episode. I guess to kind of, it was interesting because this, in this episode we touched like kind of three different topics, but they were all the same in the way of don't be too worried about being perfect. Being messy can be awesome, you know, so that could be in your work being messy. That could be in having a live stream that the camera dies twice in the live stream. That could be in no going, in go, game. Going, to, <laughs> going to a meetup or something and and not you know maybe not being perfect and polished you know it's just you know don't be afraid of the perfect just just get in there get your hands dirty because some of the yeah. best stuff out there was is is from that so so yeah i agree i agree um yeah ending on a good note there i think but i first off i was like okay we, we should talk about what sean wants for marketing and what she was doing but i'm like yeah yeah, we also skipped myself, but I, I think it's now an hour and twelve <laughs> minutes, you know. So we we should wrap it up. Uh, the podcast should be, I think, like in general, an hour. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So no, I think you know we're gonna hit on this stuff again and again. Yeah, we definitely, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I definitely want to get into Fitz's world. I think a little bit more here. I think um... it's a weird world, my dude. It's a weird world, but yeah, we we should give a call to action, like guys. Hit the, uh, the five-star button on Spotify, rate this podcast, check our YouTube um, thing out, and also subscribe there because we need them subscribers, we need that AdSense, we need them sponsors, and yeah, we want to keep that thing going and yeah, educate and entertain and be ourselves. Yeah, and if you have any ideas or if you want to be on our podcast or if you just have any anything at all, you know, feel free to email us at infinitecreativepodcast at gmail.com, infinitecreativepodcast on Instagram. Um, feel free to message us there. Um, you know, again, my email is hello at seancraigcreative.com. Um, Fitze, I think yours was info at fitze.com. Yeah, F-I-T-Z-A-E-Y.com. Yeah. So other than that, thank you, everybody. It's episode five. We're still here. Still um, kicking it. So still... have a good one. <laughs> yeah. See you guys.